Well, thank you, Susan. Um, it's a joy to be here and to know as many of you have tuned in. We have made this call um, because God wanted you to listen to this message. And who knows that uh, it's, it's not your season. We want to praise the Lord for this this evening. Thank you again, Susan, for praying. And uh, this is really what we need to be praying into, the area of the fear of the Lord, the area of the things that we do that eventually affect others, affect God, affect, uh, you know, the nation. And yet we do them because we have no fear of the Lord. Uh, so thank you for welcoming me to this, this platform to speak. I want to thank the leadership of the cathedral, uh, not just for inviting me, but for organizing these teachings. I can tell you that this is what is going to unlock the doors of revival in this nation. Teachings, teachings are very critical. Uh, the other day I was reading a scripture uh, in Second Chronicles 17, where this king uh, organized teachings across the nation. He taught the nations. He taught the cities, and and uh, and eventually the nations around uh, around Judah. We are told the fear of the Lord engulfed them. You know, the fear of the Lord, because there was teachings around the the, the nation. Those neighboring nations, they they really. Uh, felt that that and 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 then there was that fear of the lord uh, so uh if we continue doing these teachings and these prayer 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 meetings and and the intercession meetings i can assure you uh revival is at hand let us pray father we thank you for this evening thank you lord for all saints cathedral and for the way you are using especially the leadership at all saints to know what to do in a time like this in a season of visitation lord they know that the issue of teachings is very critical and so thank you lord thank you for even the people that have called in uh, tonight we pray that you'll speak to us and you indeed anoint my 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 tongue my lips to speak the oracles of God, to speak right from your heart, that what I'm going to speak, Lord, will be resonating with what is in your heart. Uh, thank you, Lord. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, so my name is Asimwe Robinson, like you've heard, and uh, I'm a married man. I am married to a lady called Beatrice Asimwe. We've been married for the last 23 years. And uh, we have five children, uh, four daughters and one son. And we are in the business of, of education. We run schools. And God has been able to bless us today. And uh, I'm 
part of intercessors for Uganda. And uh, <clears throat> one, one, what, what we do is basically interse interceding for the nation, but also, also teaching the nation. Currently, we are, there are many things that are happening at IFU, including teaching um, in spiritual warfare, uh, you know, teaching to occupy till he comes. There are many teachings that are going on which are virtual. I hope some of you are part of that. And so uh, if you are not, then we can, can just, just get in touch with the leadership of the church. Tonight we are talking about um, the benefits of the fear of the Lord. The benefits uh, of the fear of the Lord. What, what do we benefit when we express the fear of the Lord? When we have the fear of the Lord in our hearts, in our, in our lives, what are the benefits? And uh, I can tell you that uh, I was excited about this particular topic uh, because it has, it has, um, it, it's something I have lived for and, and I live with. I live with the fear of the Lord. I can tell you that in the last 23 years of our marriage with my wife, what has Sustain this marriage is nothing else but the fear of the Lord. What has helped me to do what I have done? Uh, I used to work with an organization. I, I worked for 10 years in that organization. And uh, I rolled through the ranks to, from a junior officer to a senior manager. But what sustained me there and what led my promotion in that organization was the fear of the Lord. Uh, so much so that recently one of my daughters came to ask me, I think they were doing some, some coursework in, in their ACE study. And uh, I think there was a question and they were asked to go and ask their parents what is the most important factor that is, is, is required or is the uh, most important factor in determining a successful... Uh, actually, no, the question was, what would you consider as the most important uh, um, factor in, in determining a spouse? determining who will marry you. And so she comes to me and she's finding, she finds me in the, in the bedroom and she's asking me, daddy, what would you think is the most important thing you want to consider when choosing a spouse? And quickly, I did not hesitate. I told her, it is the fear of the Lord. Uh, why did I make that? that as, as the, the most important, because I have seen how it has shaped me in my marriage. How, if I did not have this, this fear of the Lord in my life, uh, I'm not sure whether I still would have this, this marriage. But because I have the fear of the Lord, and uh, God has also taught my wife to fear the Lord, our, our marriage has been sustained to this level. 
So what is the fear of the Lord? According to scripture, I want to, first of all, to uh, bring us to, to the same page to understand what the fear of the Lord is, according to scripture. I am not defining from the dictionary, I'm defining from scripture. What does the scripture say concerning the fear of the Lord? And uh, number one, from Proverbs 8.13, we are told to fear the Lord is to hate evil. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. Another version says to shun evil and shun pride and shun arrogance. To fear the Lord is to shun evil, to hate evil, to hate pride, to hate arrogance, to hate the way of evil. That is Proverbs 8.13. And uh, the other definition I want to bring to our attention, and it comes from the notes I was reading in my Bible, my, my study Bible, it says, to fear the Lord is to recognize who he is, that he is holy, he is almighty, he is righteous, he is pure, he is all-knowing, he is all-powerful, he is all-wise. And that when we regard God correctly, we gain a clearer picture of who we are. So you, you recognize, you regard God correctly, and then you are able to know who you are. And I can tell you, it points us to our sinfulness. We begin to know that we are sinful, that we are weak, that we are frail, and that we are needed. You know, that is, that is it gives us the proper perspective of who we are. And when we recognize God for who he is and who we are, we will fall at his feet in humble respect. And that is the fear of the Lord. When we recognize God for who he is and who we are, we will fall at his feet in humble adoration, in humble respect. And that is the fear of the Lord. And only then will he show us the way to choose how to choose his way. He will show us how to choose his way. So that is uh, one, one of the definitions. But the other one is from Isaiah 11, uh, verse 3, we notice from Isaiah 11, verse 3, that the fear of the Lord is actually a spirit. You know, in Isaiah 11, 3, it talks about the seven spirits of the Lord. And that is also mentioned in Revelation chapter 5. And uh, one of the seven spirits of the Lord is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So, so you only can get this fear of the Lord if you are in the spirit of God, if you have the spirit of God. If you have received Christ as Lord and Savior and he gives you his spirit, and, and that spirit comes with, of course, the seven spirits, the spirit of wisdom, of knowledge, of understanding, of counsel, of power, 
of the Lord, but also the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Uh, so this, uh, the fear of the Lord is a spirit, according to Isaiah chapter 11, verse 3. And I want also to say that unlike other fear, because there are other fear, there is other fear, fear of lion, fear of, of death, the fear of sickness, the fear of, of famine, the fear of, uh, of poverty, the fear of, we have many fear, fears, many fears. But unlike those fears, the fear of the Lord actually draws us nearer. You know, when you see a lion coming your way, the fear that overtakes you prompts you to run away from the lion, prompts you to, to flee. You know, if it is an enemy that is attacking you, if it is uh, you want to run away from that, if it is the devil, Paul tells us to flee, eh? to flee evil desires, to flee. So, so we are, we flee we that kind of fear. But the fear of the Lord should be able to draw us nearer. Instead of freeing from God, we draw near. You know, we draw near, we draw closer. So the fear of the Lord is quite different from the other fear, which draws us away and causes us to free and causes us to run away. The fear of the Lord actually uh, is supposed to draw us near. And uh, apparently, in the scripture which we are given, we are given the scripture in Deuteronomy, chapter 5, verse 9, and I'm going to, rather verse 29, and I'm going to read that particular, that particular verse, um, Deuteronomy 5, 29, and it says that, uh, um, let's start from 28. The Lord heard you when you spoke to me, and the Lord said to me, I have heard what these people said to you. Everything they said was good, or oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all my commands always so that it might go well with them and their children forever. So you notice that um, these people, these people, by the way, this is also in reference, in reference to, to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20 and from verse 18. Let me, let me read you that scripture. And it says, when the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. Now, you look at that fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we'll listen. But do not have God speak to us or we will die. Now, these, these are, this is a nation which God had chosen to be, a, 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 to be priests. He had chosen them to be priests, to be mediators between humanity and him. And so the entire nation had been called into priesthood 
But because of this fear, they said to Moses, Moses, please don't. Eh? Let us not go near to God. Rather, let us keep at a distance. You be the one to go and talk to God on our behalf. And I think that's not the kind of uh, response that God is, is expecting from us. The fear of the Lord, which, which uh, of course, definitely they experience this fear, but they should not have said, uh, we will not go near to God. We will not actually go near, nearer. We would rather, Moses, you go and be the one to speak to us, uh, to speak to God on our behalf. And uh, I, I want to ask us that the fear of the Lord, which God is giving us, which we are talking about tonight, is the fear that draws us nearer to serve God, have communion with God, uh, to ex- uh, have, have time in fellowship with God. That is the fear I'm talking about. Okay, uh, another thing that I want to mention is that the fear of the Lord can be felt in a place. When you go to a place, when you go to a workplace, when you go to uh, a certain place, you and, and there is the fear of the Lord, you definitely will be able to, to tell this place, in this place there is the fear of the Lord. You go in a certain home and you look at how children behave. You look at how they respond. You look at how they invite people, how they greet people. You notice in this house, there is the fear of the Lord. Uh, in, in Genesis 20, verse 11, Abraham goes to Egypt. And actually, what he saw was the absence of the fear of the Lord. So even when there is the absence, you notice that there is the absence of the, of the fear of the Lord. In, 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 in that scripture, we are told, and Abraham said, surely the fear of the Lord is not in this place. And they will kill me on account of my wife. You remember that story. So Abraham notices, because there is no fear of the Lord in this place, uh, I, I need to, <laughs> to defend myself. I need to know what to do. I need to, to devise a means. And so, uh, but the, the, the point is, he notices there was no fear of the Lord. How we, how we tell whether there is the fear of the Lord and where there is, whether there isn't, we are going to be looking at that uh, shortly. Okay. The fear of the Lord also can engulf nations, can engulf nations. Uh, in Second uh, in Chronicles 20, verse 29, we are told, and the fear of the Lord was on all kingdoms of all those countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. So the fear of the Lord can be upon a nation. And, and I pray that the Lord, the fear of the Lord will be upon our nation, will be upon Uganda. When Susan was praying, I noticed exactly what we need in this nation is the fear of the Lord. And until this fear of the Lord comes upon us, upon this nation, I'm telling you we are headed for trouble. We are headed for judgment. We are headed for disaster, you know? So we need to really pray that there will be the fear of the Lord upon our nation. But let me also say that the fear of the Lord can be caught, and it can be taught and then caught. 
people can be taught to fear the Lord, and they catch that, you know. In in uh, in Psalm 34, verse 11, we are told uh, the psalmist, God is actually saying, Come, you children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. The psalmist is, is calling children, is calling the nation, is calling people to come that he may teach them the fear of the Lord. So as we continue teaching and uh, praise the Lord for what God is doing at all saints and many other places in this time of visitation, as we continue to teach, I can tell you the fear of the Lord is going to be over people. People are going to catch the fear of the Lord. Praise the Lord. The other thing I want us to uh, understand about the fear of the Lord is that it restrains us from doing evil. The fear of the Lord restrains us from doing evil for, or from doing something that is wrong. Uh, in the story of, of uh, uh, Nehemiah, Nehemiah in chapter 5, verse 15, we are told there is a scripture which I want to quote, uh, I want to read for you. It says, but the former governors who were before me laid burdens on the people and took from them bread and wine besides 40 shekels of silver. Yet even their servants bore rule over the people. But I did not do so because of the fear of God. Why did Nehemiah not extort money from the people? Why did he stop his servants from, from you know, uh, uh, ruling over the people? Why did he uh, not demand, demand money, demand bribes from the people? It is because he had the fear of the Lord. He had the fear of the Lord. So if the fear of the Lord is upon a people or upon a leader, then you can imagine what happens. The people rejoice. That's why there's, there's a scripture that when, when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. When the righteous are in power, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, people groan. So, so the fear of the Lord restrains us from doing certain things from doing evil. I don't know about you, but you see, uh, there, there are certain things I don't think about doing. I can't do them. Even when nobody is, 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 is watching, I, I cannot think about myself, for example, you know, <laughs> committing adultery, fornicating around. I cannot think about that. Why? Because I have the fear of the Lord. There's a time I, I went with a certain uh, one of my staff, a, a female staff, really. And, and we, we had been invited uh, to UK. And, 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 and we were spending the whole of a week, by the way, of a week in, in that place. And they had booked us a hotel uh, far away from uh, where we were living, uh, rather where our, our, our hosts were. And, and so here I am with uh, this, this lady. Her door is, op is opposite to my, my door, my hotel door, my room. 
But at no point did I knock her, her door. At no point did I even think about it. Why wouldn't I do that? I mean, <laughs> yeah. another person would say, oh, that was a great opportunity. You are far away. Your wife is not seeing. Your wife is not there. Nobody knows you in that hotel. I mean, they were all these British people or whatever. But, but I could not even think about it. Why? Because I have the fear of the Lord. How can I do such a thing? You know, in, uh, in Genesis 39, verse 9, this, this young man, Joseph, challenges us. Joseph is in Potiphar's house, and this woman begins to advance, advance to him. And uh, I mean, he was, I think, a young, handsome young man. I imagine even Potiphar's wife was uh, probably a beautiful woman. Uh, and and this, this lady is even making advances. But Joseph refused and said, I cannot do such a thing. Huh? I cannot do such a thing and sin against God. Why was he not doing it? Why did he refuse to do it? Because it was not even about, about Potiphar. It was not even about, you know, uh, honoring Potiphar or uh, wanting not to, to, you know, anger Potiphar. No, he knew he can't do this and sin against God. He had the fear of the Lord in him. And when we are talking about benefits, I'm going to take, take us through that and we'll see. What were the benefits of that? Praise the Lord. How I pray that we will receive this fear of the Lord. That when you are in this office, and I know some of you on this call already, you have this fear of the Lord, and praise the Lord for you. That you cannot touch this money. You cannot do certain things that are unheard of. Paul talks about things which are unheard of among Christians. Why don't you do that? Because of the fear of the Lord. Why don't you get this bribe? Because of the fear of the Lord. Why don't you commit adultery? Why don't you do these kinds of things that people are doing? The fear of the Lord. And when there is absence of the fear of the Lord, that is why we see the rot that we see in our society, in our nation, in our city. The rot that is happening. There's no fear of the Lord. Even in churches, some, some church circles, by the, the fear of the Lord is not there. You hear people who, who, who poison others and, and they die because there's no fear of the Lord. May God give us the fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord as well prompts us to do good, to, to keep our oath, to keep, uh, keep our covenants. Huh? We, we honor our obligations because of that fear of the Lord. Recently, uh, I, uh, I, I, I had to make a step and, uh, and work on, you know, some of my staff were not registered uh, with NSSF. And, uh, and, and so the, 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 the thing would be 
since they are not not registered, we can keep them. Uh, they are not paying. They are not saving the five percent, and the organisation is not also paying the the ten percent. So so we could we could say oh, that that is good. That's uh, uh, and and nobody was pushing us. NSSF is the one which is supposed to register them, but they are not. They are not coming to register them. So. Uh, but the, the fear of the Lord came upon me that I was convicted and said, I cannot keep staff who are not, who are not, you know, saving yet in their contract. I signed that they will be, they will be, you know, paying, saving, saving, and we, the organization will also be saving on their behalf. And eventually, we had to make sure that we take the initiative called NSSF and we registered themselves. We registered them ourselves and we started, you know, um, saving. They have started saving, all of them. All of them, including those who don't have contracts with us. Uh, I mean, they, they, these are the casual workers, as long as you are a worker. And so, but why, why did we do that? Because of the fear of the Lord. Because of the fear. Of the Lord, praise the Lord. Um, the other, the other thing that I want to mention about the fear of the Lord is that it's a choice. In Proverbs one twenty nine, we are told, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they did not choose the fear of the Lord. So. So we, we choose, we choose to fear the Lord or not fear the Lord. It's a choice. Um, so let me take us quickly through the benefits uh, of the fear of the Lord uh, quickly. And again, I'm referring to scriptures, but also maybe share a few experiences and then I'll conclude. Number one, in Proverbs 9 verse 10, we are told the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you want wisdom, what do you do? Fear the Lord. Receive the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 9, verse 10. In Proverbs 10, 29, we are told, the fear of the Lord prolongs life. It prolongs life. And, uh, and in 14, 27, we are told it is a fountain of life. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. So if you want many days, and now I know why many people are dying prematurely, because of the absence of the fear of the Lord. Uh, number three, by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. Proverbs 16, verse 6. So if we want to depart from evil, then the fear of the Lord is the key. We need that fear of the Lord. We will be able to depart from evil. Number four, it delivers from evil. You know, uh, in in uh, in in uh, it delivers. There is a scripture. I think I did not quote the, but it says the fear of the Lord leads to life. He who has it will will. Uh, Abide in satisfaction. He will also be visited 
He will not be visited by evil. Huh? He will not be visited by evil. I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll check it and see. But it says, he who has the fear of the Lord will abide in satisfaction. And he will not be visited by evil. So if we want to avoid being visited by evil, then we want to fear the Lord. Amen. Number five, it's a source of riches. It's a source of honor. It's a source of life. In Proverbs 22, verse 4, it says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Oh, oh praise the Lord. So those of us who want to get to riches that are sustainable, that are going to be to, to outlast even us, those riches, the prosperity we are talking about, then the key is the fear of the Lord. If you want honor, eh? if you want to be called honorable, the, the, the unfortunate thing is some of the honorable people we have here have no fear of the Lord. And, and, and then you wonder whether they should even be called honorables. But uh, I praise the Lord for those who qualify to be called honorables because they have the fear of the Lord. And so uh, when we do that, I can tell you it is going to be amazing. It is going to be well. The story of Joseph again, you notice, because he made a decision not to define himself, not to, uh, you know, commit sin, and, and uh, because of the fear of the Lord, God was able to elevate him. God was able to lift him. God picked him from slavery. Of course, he had to go through prison. By the way, some of this fear of the Lord may, may even have temporary, temporary <laughs> pain, but I can tell you the rewards are incredible. The rewards are going to be incredible. Joseph, yes, he went into prison for three years, but when he came out, he came out as a prime minister of the most important nation on earth at that point. Eh? A man who was a slave, because of the fear of the Lord, because he refused to commit. You can imagine if Joseph committed sexual immorality with Potiphar's wife, there was no way he would be elevated. Because one, he wouldn't go to prison, because in prison is where he would have to connect with... Uh, <laughs> The, the, the cup bearer of, of, of Pharaoh and so so and, and interpret their dream. So, in other words, there is no way he could have, you know, become uh, an honorable person, a rich person, a powerful person if he had not, you know, demonstrated the fear of the Lord. Um, number, number, number six, it leads to multiplication. For a church like all saints, if we have the fear of the Lord upon us, you can imagine what is going to happen. We're going to lead many to righteousness. Uh, in Acts 3, uh, 9, 9, 9.31, we are told, then the churches throughout all Judea and Samaria had peace and were edified. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. Praise the Lord. So if we want to multiply, if we want God to add to our numbers, then the fear of the Lord is going to be very, very, 
very useful, very helpful. Let me read you this, this script, these scriptures and then I end. Psalm 20, 120, 128, verse 1 to 4, it says, Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in his ways. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your sons will be like olive shoots around your table. Thus is the man who fears the Lord. So, men, on this call, if you are going to fear the Lord, let these are going to follow you. Your wife will become a fruitful vine. Your children will surround your table. You know, will be like olive shoots. You are going to prosper. You are going to be blessed. Oh, praise the Lord. That is amazing. And uh, in verse 6, it says, you may live to see your children's children. So you can imagine, we had already talked about how the fear of the Lord prolongs life. It prolongs life. In, uh, in uh, uh, Psalm 25, verse 12, it says, Who then is the man that fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way chosen for him. He will spend his days in prosperity, and his descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to him. Praise the Lord. These are, these are wonderful promises for those who are going to fear the Lord. And I can assure you that it is going to be well. Let me end with this scripture. Psalm 1, 1 2. And it says uh, from verse 1 to 5. Praise the Lord. Blessed is a man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his commands. His children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches are in his house, and righteousness endures forever. Even in darkness, in darkness light dawns for the upright, for the gracious and compassion and righteous man. So you can imagine the benefits. These are incredible benefits for those who fear the Lord. Uh, I could go, go on and on. But let me tell you that uh, the fear of the Lord is all that we need. And let me also assure you that uh, those who will have the fear of the Lord will have nothing else to fear. If you have the fear of the Lord in your heart, you will have nothing else to fear. Praise the Lord. And let me hand over back to uh, Susan. Thank you for listening to me, all of you who called in. May God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Uncle Robinson. For, thank you so much for the word. I have been blessed. I hope everyone of us has been blessed. The fear of the Lord. Father, we want to thank you for your servant who has spoken to us, O King of Kings. I pray that you bless him. Father, Lord, thank you that he has spoken to us through testimony, O King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Master, bless him, glorify yourself in him, and Lord, glory and honor will be back to you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to pray, O oh God, that Lord, you will teach us, continue teaching us the fear of the Lord. Father, we have had the benefits of, <clears throat> of fearing the Lord, my master, 
the example he gave for King of Kings, my master. There are opportunities to sin that are surrounding us, oh God. But Lord, my master, you have said in your word that we have a crowd of witnesses, oh King of Kings, my master, a crowd of witnesses. Father, this includes even your angels, even yourself, oh God. My master, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that whether anyone is seeing or no one is seeing, oh God, my master, the fear of the Lord will fill us, oh God. Because you see us, you search the hearts, you search the minds of God. Oh, Lord, you are faithful. <coughs> Excuse me, Father, you are awesome, oh God. And you enable us, oh God. You give us the grace to fear you, oh God, my master. And so, Lord, I pray, oh God, for any of us, oh God, my master, who has taken advantage, oh God, of probably their position, oh King of Kings, my master. We saw Joseph, oh King of Kings, my master. He didn't give in, even when he had all the opportunity, oh God, my master, to sleep with this probably beautiful woman, oh King of Kings, my master. Oh, some long for such an opportunity, oh God. But Lord Joseph decided to, to fear the Lord, to flee. Oh God, my master, will you help us to flee? Will you help us to flee from all temptation, oh God, my master? Yes, my master, will you help us to flee? Joseph decided to flee. Yes, he was imprisoned, oh God, my master, but you rewarded him, oh God. Sometimes, oh God, we do good and we want the reward there and then, oh God, my master. King of kings, I pray that you have mercy on us, oh God, and remind us, oh God, of, of, of how Joseph persevered in the, in the prison, oh God, and he became, he became a, a dreamer, oh God, my master and Lord, through the, his dreams, oh God, you were able, oh God, to, to, to make him a prime minister, a highest rank, oh God, in a foreign country, oh King of Kings, my master. King of Kings, my master, your servant has testified, oh God, that the fear of the Lord protect, pro, promoted him from glory to glory. From, from one level to another, oh God. My master, will you help us to, to experience, to, 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 to express the fear of the Lord at our workplaces, in our homes, in our communities, oh God. Will it be told of us, oh God, that we are that woman, that man fears the Lord, even by our own children, even by our own relatives, oh God. Because sometimes, you know, uh, things happen, oh God. And outside your home, uh, everyone says, this is a man of God. This man fears the Lord. This woman fears the Lord. But when you go to your home, it is different. Or, or vice versa. At home, they think you fear the Lord. But when you are where no one is seeing, you do otherwise. My master, forgive us, oh God, when we have been double standard, oh God. Father, Lord, 
we have seen, oh God, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. My master, oh God, even in the most frightening situations, King of Kings, you give us such a boldness, oh God, my master. Like you did, oh God, my master, with Paul and Silas, oh King of Kings, my master. Oh, like you did, oh God, with a decisive boldness for those to Daniel, oh God, God, my master, for such a bold. And we have heard, oh God, that there is a reward for those men that fear the Lord. I am praying for fathers on this platform, oh King of Kings, my master, that they will fear the Lord because we have seen, oh God, the reward. Long life, oh God, my master, children that fear the Lord, my master, fruitfulness. Oh God, my master, my God and king, will you teach us to fear the Lord? Will you consecrate our hearts, oh God? Will you forgive us, oh God, where we have not expressed the fear of the Lord? We trust in you. We trust in you. We glorify your holy name, for it is in the mighty name of Jesus Christ I have prayed. Amen. Uh, brethren, I would like to thank you once again and to ask you to go and meditate upon this word and meditate upon the rewards of fearing the Lord. And surely the Lord will bless you.